Today we celebrate the feast of Saints uh, Basil and of Caesarea and Gregory Nazianzen. Uh, Caesarea was the Episcopal see that Basil was a bishop in, and uh, Nazianzus was the Episcopal see that uh, Gregory was bishop in. And they were, it was both in Asia Minor, it's the fourth century, and they're very important uh, theologians. Uh, Basil, I think maybe Gregory as well too, is considered one of the four most important doctors of the East. I think maybe Gregory as well, but definitely St. Basil. Um, these uh, were great theologians. Before they were theologians uh, and then eventually bishops, they, they were both um, s- students, but then also hermits as well. Ba- Basil was a hermit like John the Baptist. He lived by himself in the wilderness for a few years uh, before he was um, asked to enter into the ministry. And... Uh, but before he was a, bit, uh, a hermit, and Gregory went and kind of lived with him, they were like hermits together for a while. Before Gregory went and lived with him, they were both as in, in their youth, in late teens and early 20s, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they were both college students together. They went to a secular college, essentially, a pagan college that was known as the preeminent school of learning at the time in Athens in Greece. And uh, but there were many Christians in that school, so there was things were starting to become Christianized, and so it wasn't completely pagan, but it had that pagan history to it. And so they were really steeped in secular learning and knowledge and philosophy. They were very very smart guys. In uh, Gregory gave the homily for Basil's funeral when Basil died, and so in that funeral oration, he says something interesting about about Saint Basil. He says we were we were really close friends. I admired him. I wanted to imitate his life because he was such a holy man. And he says he had such a strong force of character that he just, uh, by force of his own personality and his, really his moral character and fiber, people would sort of gravitate to him. People were attracted to him and wanted to imitate him, and they admired him. I obviously had some people who hated his guts too. That's always going to happen. But he had people that would just come and they'd want to be like him and he says that his character, his force of character was so strong that the people who started to uh, follow him and imitate him, they would even pick up some of his weird idiosyncrasies and like the way that he would laugh or some kind of weird tick in his eyes or something like that. You know, the, his, his friends that <laughs> would begin to imitate him would even begin to imitate some of the, the not so admirable qualities, just the little quirks, the personality quirks that he had. And I think in our own experience, you can find that, you can see that sometimes either in your, yourself or maybe people you've observed, is when someone really admires someone, they pick up even some of their weird idiosyncrasies, okay? Um, but that's a, a byproduct of the deeper thing, is they're being attracted to something that they see that's positive. And in the case of St. Basil, it was his, the force of his character was so strong. You see the same thing, really, in John the Baptist in the Gospel today. John the Baptist was such a strong personality, such a strong, really, I should say, character. His moral fiber and character was so immense, like a strong rock, that he didn't need to, like, go out and advertise. He didn't get on Facebook, you know, he didn't get on EWTN or whatever. He he just lived the life of a hermit in the desert, and people came out to him. He didn't go out to them, they came out to him. So he was a real, he was a real pace setter, you know. If they had social media back then, it would have been, you know, what's trending? It would have been like, John the Baptist is trending, you know. Um, people naturally just went by force of attraction out to this guy. And he was stronger 
in his character than anybody else, than any of the Pharisees, any of the Sadducees. Even when he was arrested by Herod, he was this uncompromising rock. He really eventually, you know, got martyred for it. Um, but all of that is a testimony to his force of character. And so for us, we reflect, uh, you know, upon these two, these two men, John the Baptist and then also Saint Basil. And we think to ourselves, you know, am I someone who's strong enough to change those around me or do I change according to my environment? Do I change? Do I adapt according to those around me? Or do those around me and my environment around me change to me? And that's kind of the question, you know, who, what's the, who's the center and, and who's the, the orbiter? You know, do I orbit around or am I the center and people orbit around me? In, in the good sense of the word is what I, what I mean by that. You know, are you influenced by the negative things in your environment? Do you let the negative things in your environment change you? Or are you strong enough in Jesus, not in yourself, but in Christ, to um, be able to actually change the environment that you, that you go into? And, uh, of course, we want to be like John the Baptist. We want to be like St. Basil, where we're strong enough individuals, where we're not, we don't capitulate to the bad negative influences in our life. But rather we, we uh, resist them and maybe even then have a positive influence on others around us and our environment. We make the world a better place wherever we go. That's what we'd like. That's what we'd like to be. And uh, the, the way to do that, how do you do that? Well, I think there's two secrets to both St. Basil and St. John. Is First of all, prudence. So we have to know ourselves that we have weakness. And so the irony is that the secret of strength is knowing that you're weak. And uh, this is a common conversation I have that priests have with penitents. It's a very common conversation in the sacrament of reconciliation is what we talk about the near occasion of sin. Are you exposing yourself to situations, scenarios, persons, you know, settings that are going to be hurtful to you? You know, we're limited in our ability to withstand temptations. And so we got to use our head and we got to say in humility, well, maybe I can't handle this thing, whatever it is, person, place, or, or setting, uh, or thing. And so I'm going to like, get it out of my life. I'm going to avoid it, whatever it is. And when you do that, when you use your head, you become strong. Okay, It's, it's giving your, yourself a, a place, spiritually, morally, to become strong. And uh, then from there, you know, you can actually then maybe kind of go out and be that positive influence that doesn't buckle under the weight of the negative influences of your environment, but actually is a strong enough person that you can uh, resist it or even change change your environment. So I would say that's, that's and you can see that in the life of Basil and St. Uh, John. John the Baptist, he was in the wilderness for crying out loud. I mean, he was he was completely removed from any source of temptation from his earliest time upward. Okay? He never... You know, indulged in any of these, and any like good, naturally good things, but he just, he strengthened himself continually by abstinence and from abstaining from any kind of uh, comfort and luxury and these sorts of things. Of course, he led, led a very severe, austere life, but it was his way of avoiding influences that would, would come in and draw his love away from God. So he lived this life of separation, but at one, at some point though, he was so strong that he could then 
be exposed and, and, and put out in the public and then change the world instead of being changed by it. So also with Basil as well too, you know, he lived a life quite a bit like John the Baptist for quite a while. Uh, before he was ready to go out and face the world and face the world he did he he had to deal with huge hugely strong social pressures especially when he was bishop um, the political uh, environment was extremely uh, difficult he had a lot of pressure on him from the emperor of the Roman Empire <laughs> he had a lot of pressure on him from other bishops he had a lot of pressure on him from whole populaces and he was strong enough to stay the course and change the world rather than be changed by it. That's the first thing, is knowing yourself, knowing the right balance between avoiding the occasion of sin and then kind of being able to uh, put yourself out in those negative environments and able to influence them, knowing that balance. Second thing is their secret was Christ, is that they're not, they're not strong. This Christ is strong. He's the rock. So you have to adhere to him in prayer, and through faith and through love, he's, he's your strength. He's your strength. And that's what John the Baptist knew. John lived his whole life oriented to Jesus. He thought continually, I mean, that was his whole purpose of existence. His whole vocation, his ministry was to point to Jesus. He was, he was all about Christ. So Christ was his center and he revolved around Christ and in turn became uh, you know, a center for others to revolve around him. So when you make Christ your center and you, you're all about him, then you can be that, that strong person that changes the environment as opposed to being changed by it. So also for St. Basil as well. So my brothers and sisters, as we continue to celebrate the birth of our Savior, let's adhere to him, let's be, let's be wise, but let's adhere to him as our rock and thereby ourselves become solid persons of real character who don't buckle under the influence of our environment but are able to change it.